and welcome to the ORX News Podcast, a podcast from ORX where we cover the top five largest losses of the month, as well as key current operational risk topics from across the globe. We illustrate the key topics with news stories especially created by the ORX News team. In this month's episode, we'll take a brief look at October's top five largest losses, as well as focus on third-party risks in connection to three major cyber events, MoveIt, Axelion and SolarWinds. All sources used in this episode will be linked in the show notes. I'm Fernanda Hussomano Ashcroft, News Assistant Manager for Editorial, and today I'm joined by news researchers Izzy and Joseph. Over to you, Joseph, for October's Top 5. Thanks, Fern. At number 5 is ADM Investor Services International. The UK FCA fined ADM £6.5 million over its repeated failure to implement an adequate anti-money laundering system. ADM previously spent £2.8 million on remedial measures, bringing the total loss to £9.3 million. At number four is Allstate. The firm settled for $25 million with auto insurance policyholders claiming Allstate had unlawfully optimised the price of insurance by taking demand elasticity into account. In third is Metropolitan Commercial Bank. The New York Department of Financial Services and the Fed announced fines totaling $29.5 million for MCB. The penalties concerned customer identification and third-party risk management failures while issuing prepaid Movo cash cards, which facilitated COVID-19 benefit fraud. In second is General Electric. GE reached a settlement of $61 million over allegations that it directed employees' retirement savings to an underperforming affiliate to make it more attractive to potential buyers. October's largest loss is attributed to TD Bank. A district court approved a $95 million settlement between TD Bank and the victims of the Telex Free Ponzi scheme. Today we're going back to the end of May 2023, to what was referred to as a global privacy disaster. A zero-day vulnerability discovered in MoveIt, a managed file transfer software owned by US-based Progress Software, was exploited by threat actors. In late November 2023, public filings confirmed that the sensitive data of at least 83.2 million people from over 2,600 organisations was compromised during the event. To highlight how rapidly the situation is still developing, nearly 17 million victims were identified in November alone. Klopp, the notorious Russian-speaking cybercrime syndicate, was behind the attacks that began on the 27th of May. This day was specifically chosen because it was the start of Memorial Day weekend in the USA. Klopp commonly conducts large-scale attacks during holidays when there are fewer staff monitoring systems. The group infected MoveIt servers with malware and stole highly sensitive customer information from the underlying databases. Using the MITRE Attack for Enterprise framework, Klopp's attack method went as follows. Initial access, executing server commands, persistence and escalating privileges, evading defences and removing traces of malware, expanding network access, lateral movement, downloading more malware, and finally, stealing the data. Progress discovered and alerted customers and authorities to the attack a few days after it had begun, quickly patching the vulnerability. However, the damage had already been done. After attempts to extort ransom payments from victim firms, Klopp began exposing pieces of data at random from June until mid-August, when it started publishing all the stolen data from firms that did not pay a ransom. 
MoveIt was widely used by industries that dealt with highly sensitive customer data. The data stolen commonly included full names, birth records, death records, addresses and contact information, social security numbers, international bank account numbers, the list goes on. Impacted customers have already reported indicators of fraud using their breached information. One such customer said that there had been 17 attempts to open credit card accounts in his name, causing his credit score to plummet. Another said that threat actors had withdrawn hundreds of dollars from his bank account. Analysis of public breach disclosures show that financial institutions account for around one in three individuals impacted by the event. Firms in the banking industry were more severely impacted than those in the insurance industry. However, insurer Genworth Financial was by far the most impacted financial firm, with the sensitive data of up to 2.7 million customers compromised via Genworth's third-party vendor, PBI. Total costs of 20 million US dollars have been reported so far, and we'll cover the remediation from this event later in the episode. One impact from significant data breaches we constantly see is prosecutions and penalties from regulators. And now, lawsuits by impacted customers and firms are also becoming commonplace with the recognition that personal data is a hugely valuable commodity to be protected. And the Move It hack is no exception, with the first lawsuit filed by customers in mid-June this year, a mere two weeks after Progress had discovered the first vulnerability and notified users. And the June lawsuit turned out to be the first of many. In fact, four months after the hack was first reported, Progress confirmed that it was facing 58 class action lawsuits by individuals and another 23 affected customers and firms had sent letters expressing their intent to seek formal restitution. But let's focus on the financial sector. Insurance firm Genworth Financial was facing at least three class action lawsuits as of October this year. It's interesting to note the similarities in the allegations against impacted firms and highlight some common themes we identified from the complaints, such as failure to encrypt and secure sensitive customer data, to accurately audit, verify and monitor third parties, and failure to carry out necessary due diligence on data security practices, as well as failure to maintain systems which detect intrusions and unauthorized code, and also failure to timely inform customers that their data was compromised with some claiming a gap of five months between breach discovery and customer notification. And lastly, failure to offer free credit monitoring services, in line with the several years which customers would remain at risk of identity theft and fraud. None of the litigations we covered in the Move It Deep Dive had reached a settlement by the time of recording this episode, but we can look at other class actions from similar events to draw some comparisons and insights. So let's look at the Accelion data breach, which impacted Flagstar Bank. Essentially, in early March 2021, Flagstar Bank suffered a ransomware attack where once again, the infamous hacking group Klopp posted sensitive information about Flagstar employees and customers on the dark web. Later in March that year, two class action lawsuits were filed against Flagstar for negligence and breach of contract. 
Then, in September 2021, Flagstar agreed to a $6 million settlement to compensate 1.5 million customers whose personal data had been breached in that attack. And in January last year, Axelion paid $2 million to settle a class action in connection to the breach. And of course, we'll continue to monitor the ongoing MoveIt case and update our content if necessary. Recent analysis by cyber risk rating firm Black Kite found that nearly half of firms identified to use MoveIt were highly or critically vulnerable to ransomware attacks. Financial institutions represented the highest portion of these vulnerable firms. Arguably, one of the greatest threats to a firm's cybersecurity is that of its third parties. Third-party risk is a key concern being reported across ORX member and subscribing firms. The ORX Top Risk Review in June 2023 saw third-party risk ranked by members as the second-highest operational risk concern for the third year in a row. We can see the validity of this concern if we look at ORX News data itself. We have seen over twice as many third-party risk-related loss events in 2023 than we did in 2022. Materialized third-party risk is at the heart of the MoveIt event, and it exemplifies how interdependent organizations are on one another's digital defenses. The attacks rippled up and down the complex digital supply chain, impacting several key vendors and compromising the data of multiple institutions. In fact, the majority of impacted firms were breached via a third or nth party vendor, and some were impacted because they used a vendor which used a contractor which used a subcontractor which used MoveIt transfer software. Perhaps it is worth reflecting that, despite a palpable rise of global cybercrime and ever more complex threats to a firm's cybersecurity, here at ORX News the number of cyber events that we report on has mostly remained stable between 2022 and 2023, even by looking at a month-by-month basis. Third-party risk goes hand-in-hand with supply chain risk. In June this year, the UK's National Cybersecurity Centre stated that the movie hack illustrated the growing trend of cyber attacks on a firm's supply chain as opposed to attacking the firm itself. Take the example of the high-profile attack on third-party software provider SolarWinds in December 2020 which experts described at the time as a watershed moment and the push for financial firms to face one of their biggest challenges and tighten the focus around their digital supply chains. To remind you of the background and the scale of this hack, SolarWinds is a North American software company which develops products to support firms with managing their networks, systems and IT infrastructure. At the time of the attack, SolarWinds had over 320,000 customers across multiple sectors. The scale of this hack was so far-reaching that the SEC charged SolarWinds and its Chief Information Security Officer with misleading investors about its cybersecurity practices and risks. This was despite being fully aware of critical deficiencies in SolarWinds' cyber control environment, which subsequently led to the cyber attack. The SEC also sought civil penalties and disgorgement, as well as an officer and director bar for the CISO. This was actually the first time in a cybersecurity disclosure case that the SEC brought civil claims against an executive and claimed that a firm had intentionally deceived investors. 
Another risk associated with a cyber attack on a third-party supplier used by multiple firms is concentration risk. The MoveIt hacks are a great example of this risk type, as sensitive data of so many financial institutions was compromised via a handful of third-party vendors using a single managed file transfer software solution. And the singular reliance on MoveIt to transfer so much critical data exposed vendors and outsourcers to the full impact of the exploited vulnerabilities. The reason why MoveIt was widely used by many industries across the globe was because it met auditing and regulatory compliance requirements. It was also approved and accredited by multiple high-profile agencies and used in industries strictly regulated for sensitive data security. And Progress advertised that MoveIt used industry best practices. Yet, despite the so-called best practices, MoveIt still had serious vulnerabilities, which enabled hackers to compromise the data of over 83 million people in counting. Some of the data was in fact particularly sensitive, like data involving bereavement cases. PII in general is incredibly valuable to criminals, and it can be sold on the dark web for up to $200 per individual. To put this into context, the US government service provider Maximus had the PII of 11 million individuals compromised. If we follow the estimates just mentioned, the data that was taken over one weekend from just one company could be sold for up to $2.2 billion on the dark web. Another aspect which makes PII so highly valuable on the dark web is that it's nearly impossible for a customer to change their name, date of birth or social security number. This gives PII a longevity that's extremely attractive to criminals as they can continue to use it for fraudulent purposes years after the original breach. Hence the need to offer long free credit monitoring services as I mentioned before. Obviously, the central cause for the entire event was the fact that the MoveIt software contained multiple essential flaws. Forensic reviews by Kroll revealed that Klopp had been experimenting with ways to exploit these vulnerabilities almost two years prior to the attacks. After the first vulnerability was revealed, cybersecurity analysts worldwide began combing the MoveIt software to verify Klopp's attack method, and Progress conducted more detailed code reviews. Well beyond the simplicity of happening to find a flaw and exploiting it, Klopp's attack was symptomatic of a global rise in premeditated cybercrime. Cyber attacks grow in both number and sophistication, whilst hackers improve their tactics, techniques and procedures, use more advanced tools and exploit new vulnerabilities. The popularity of cybercrime for hire escalates in tandem with the lucrative profits to be made from such attacks. Cyber threat actors are more commonly preferring to steal data rather than use ransomware. However, it's not just that cyber events are becoming more frequent, but they are becoming more complex as well. The cybersecurity industry is experiencing an ever more challenging environment to remain ahead of cybercriminal activity. Risk management professionals seem to share the same concerns, as detailed by ORX's Operational Risk Horizon report published in March of this year. Advancing cybercrime was ranked significantly ahead of all other emerging risk categories. This evolving world of cybercrime is typified in how, during the Move It campaign, Klopp changed its typical behaviour patterns. 
Klopp told victims that they had until mid-June to contact them to negotiate a ransom. Previously, in the Excelian attack, Klopp emailed extortion demands directly to the executives of victim organisations. Another new approach that Klopp tested was creating public, internet-accessible websites dedicated to specific victims to leak their data. However, the sites kept being taken offline. In the face of this, Klopp pivoted once again and began using torrents to distribute stolen data. The decentralised distribution of torrents made them more difficult for law enforcement to shut down. So what can firms do to remediate cyber breaches? Remediation from the MoveIt event is still ongoing, but involved parties and regulators recommend important steps for impacted firms to take. First and foremost, an impacted firm was to swiftly apply software patches for each vulnerability as and when they were released by progress. Firms were also advised to tighten their cybersecurity policies regarding admin accounts and to implement zero-trust architecture. The principles of zero-trust dictate that no user, system or service operating in a firm's network is automatically trusted. Firms were also encouraged to be vigilant to threat actors compromising networks via remote access tools. Cyber hygiene is especially important. Organizations should regularly patch and update any software and applications to their latest version and prioritize patching identified exploited flaws in internet-facing systems. Patching is said to be one of the most efficient and cost-effective things a firm can do to minimize its exposure to cyber threats. Continuing with the theme of remediation, firms were advised to conduct penetration tests on application code to detect flaws such as those exploited by CLOP. Rapid change in web applications and the cyber threat landscape quickly outdates the result of a more sporadic test, especially if a firm treats it like a box-ticking exercise. Network management controls were also highlighted by regulators, specifically to restrict lateral movement by a threat actor and prevent the spread of ransomware. The key is enhanced monitoring tools at network endpoints and infrastructure devices. It was further noted that firms should keep inventories, backups and recovery plans for all systems, software, assets and data. Addressing supply chain risk, in June the UK's cyber agency linked to multiple of its own resources on mapping a supply chain. Firms could better establish their risk exposure by building a centralised vendor inventory and identifying the fourth-party relationships at each vendor. Strengthening third-party risk management is vital in securing a firm's network against supply chain attacks. Firms are encouraged to increase the governance of third parties that contribute code or applications to business functioning. This could manifest as greater due diligence over open-source projects or requiring vendors to comply with established cybersecurity frameworks. It could also mean that before a third party is allowed access to the network environment, it must provide evidence of at least an annual penetration test. Remediation from the incident is ongoing, and at the end of 2023's third quarter, most firms could not estimate their costs from this event. Total costs of 20 million US dollars were reported by the firms that did publish this figure. Thanks, Izzy. For further details about ORX, go to orx.org. New subscribers can access all of the deep dives mentioned on the news website. The links to the relevant sources used in this podcast will be added to the show notes. You can find this free podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Simply search 
for the ORX Operational Risk Podcast to find us. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And thanks for listening. I hope you can join us next time.